Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today, as always. We are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we're on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, however you want to watch your Listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Already today is a big old Saturday, kind of a lighter show today, just covering heavy basketball, a lot of games on yesterday, so let's go through all those. Um, and also, we're going to do our NBA power rankings. We were supposed to do this yesterday on the show. Um, I just completely forgot, honestly. So um, we're going to do it every Friday. NBA power rankings, we'll adjust the rankings. So today, we're going to get our first rankings on there, the top 10 teams in the NBA, break them all down, but uh, that's this is going to be our Friday segment. Just have to do it today because we forgot to do it yesterday. Um, not going to go really um, any NFL today. We'll go there tomorrow. We talked about it you know, all week. Uh, going to take the day off here of NFL because there really isn't anything new to talk about. There's no new news, no breaking news, no inactives, actives. Everything's really good to go. So tomorrow, um, we'll go heavy on the two games tomorrow. Um, to get us all prepared, you know, three, what was it? Three thirty, six thirty. Those are the two games, three Oh five, something like that. Um, so two games on tomorrow. We'll break them all down tomorrow. Live on the show. Noon Eastern. Um, alrighty. So let's jump into our stories before we get into all the action today. And really we only have this one little old story and it started to kind of break, um, today. Did this start to break today? Yeah. Um, about an hour ago. Kyrie Irving, well, if you don't know, let's preface it with this. Uh, Kyrie Irving came back to the Nets with James Harden and Kevin Durant um, uh, two games ago. They lost to the Cavs. They faced the Cavs again last night, and they lost again. Now, Kevin Durant didn't play, but still, you got James Harden and Kyrie Irving, and you still can't make it work. Not the greatest. So, two straight losses by this elite Nets team. So, Kyrie Irving does what Kyrie Irving does and takes his social media to get his words out, you know, so he's not the victim and, you know, to, you know, make everybody else look stupid for hating on them, I guess. Uh, So, this is what he put. We will be on that stage, the stage where the best of the best meet, you know, the main stage, where those who can do and those who cannot talk about those that are doing. If you're rolling with us, great, let's rock. If you're not, you know you want to talk about our greatness anyway. Um, And then Kevin Durant comments on it, says, speak speak on it, King. And this is just classic Kyrie Irving. Nobody doubts the man's talent, but it doesn't always translate the wins. And the attitude is very poor and the chemistry is very poor. And you know, the, the toxicity that he brings to a team is not great. Um, you know, he was on the Cavs before, after LeBron left and he did nothing. They won like 35, 38 games. Couldn't lead him, you know, couldn't lead every, you know, role players to victory to a playoffs. LeBron comes back. They win a ring. He hits a very clutch shot really helped it out in the series over Steph Curry everybody says that's a great shot I agree that's fantastic he really solidified his legacy on that shot nobody's doubting that um so they win a ring and then you know they split up because Kyrie doesn't want to play with the greatest of all time anymore so then he goes and teams up or then he tried to make the Celtics work that didn't work and then he tried to go to the Nets and this is where we're at now with Kevin Durant and James Harden and you know now it's all back to poor Kyrie Irving and all this so I don't know man it it's frustrating I mean you can literally not 
slander Kyrie Irving on any social media, you will get instantly ripped to shreds saying, you know, he's done more for, you know, the community. Why does nobody talk about that? And, you know, we're just talking about basketball right now. This is it. This is, it's a sports show. I want to know what you're doing on the court, and it's not translating to wins. Nobody's doubting the man's talents. Nobody's doubting the man's talents. He's great. He's top 10. You could maybe make the argument for top 10 player in the league, and I would probably agree. Um, he's clutch. He's great. He's a great number two. Uh, he's not a number one. He cannot lead a team. He's not a leader. Like, we get this. We get this quote. We get this, um, you know, he goes to social media after every loss. He, you know, he, he escapes from the team. He go, he ghosts his own team. Um, so, you know, he puts his team in jeopardy by not following the COVID protocols. And I know they're very restricting and I get it. Um, but at the end of the day, you are still putting your team in jeopardy. You're ghosting your team. That's not what leaders do. Have you ever seen LeBron James do that in his entire freaking 20 year career with any of the teams he's been on? He has never done this. So nobody's doubting Kyrie's talent. The just the attitude, not the not the best. So this is what we get from Kyrie Irving on another loss to the Cavs again. Now Kyrie Irving balled out, but it didn't translate to a win. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's a loss. Um Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about this. Um we will be on that stage, that stage where the best of the best meet. I mean, this this freaking, I don't know where he came up with this. Like, the wording of this is just super superficial, super, super, superficial. I mean, like, those who can do and those who cannot talk about those that are doing. I mean, come on, man. Come on, truly. Because if you didn't have any other superstar, you would not be on that main stage. LeBron James, he's been carrying trash to the main stage the entire his entire career. So um, let's hold hold it down a little bit, Kyrie. Let's take it back. Like literally, Kyrie Irving could just not talk, and like all of these problems would go away. He thinks he's better than everybody. He thinks he's the greatest of all time. He thinks you know when he when the team loses, it's never his fault. He can never do anything wrong, and it definitely is tiresome. That's why you know everybody speaks out against this man, and that's why you may be you know seeing like all the slander against Kyrie Irving on Twitter, and then you go to defend it, and then we get more stuff like this. So I don't know. That's where we're gonna leave it here. We're gonna leave it right there. <laughs> um, so that's what we got going on with the Nets. Nothing great. Um, alrighty, a lot of NBA action yesterday, so let's break it all down. Do we have any great games, any real good games yesterday? Let's quickly take a look. Um, once again, the NBA website is not good. If you click a date and then click off of it, you can't get back to yesterday's games. It's wild. Um, Bulls, Hornets, nothing great there. Rockets, Pistons, classic Pistons blowing, you know, another game, not winning. Uh, Pacers edging out the Magic pretty closely, pretty good game there. Uh, Cavs and Nets, Nets losing, classic Nets, <laughs> Celtics, 76ers, and look at this, folks, I'll tell y'all right now, this 76ers team is so freaking good, they're going to be very, very high on our power rankings, I'll let y'all right, know right now, I'm not going to spoil exactly where, save that to the end of the show, but um, yeah, they're going to be very, very high on the list, this is a very, very good 76ers team. And uh, they had a back-to-back -back with the Celtics their last two games and beat the Celtics both both times. So very well done there. Heat, Raptors. Heat couldn't beat the Raptors the second time, and they really struggled. You can definitely see that they uh, were missing Jimmy Butler a little bit this game. Shooting was not on par there. Hawks versus the Timberwolves. Hawks looking real good. I'm very high on this Hawks team as well. Um, they will also be in our top 10 power rankings. Love what Trey Young is doing. And then you get Click Capella. And, oh, my goodness, when we talk about this game, these stats are... Woo, these stats are woo, folks, truly. 
Uh, Mavericks, Spurs. Mavericks uh, staying, uh, staying on track here a little bit. I think they've won two straight in a row. Very well done. Spurs kind of floundering a little bit, losing the last two games. Uh, Nuggets, Suns. Very, very good game. Went into overtime. Very, very close. Um, Devin Booker gets injured in overtime. Has to leave the court. Doesn't return. And that kind of really hurt him uh, down the stretch a little bit. So the Nuggets end up getting the win there. Uh, Clippers, Thunder, Clippers doing classic Clippers thing, and Thunders doing ch classic not good team things. Uh, and then Knicks, kind of surprising here that they lost against the Kings, um, but uh, they've been streaking very high lately. So a little bit of a step back here against the Kings. Kings really aren't that great. They got De'Aaron Fox. Pretty good, but that's really it. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, go through, break down all the games, see who was playing real good, see who was not performing well, and see why some teams won and some teams lost. So let's start here. Bulls, Hornets, and Zach Levine had a monster game. 25 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. He shot 66%, 50% from the 3. Um, got to the line 6 times, hit them all. So, I mean, the man was doing everything this game, and it paid off because they ended up getting the win. So very well done to Zach Levine. Great performance there. And, you know, this Bulls team, they don't really have anybody great. They've got the superstar in Zach Levine, and I would say, you know, he's very, very close to that superstar talent, um, all-star kind of talent. So they've got that, but a lot of other role players, and, uh, you know, they, they got some solid contribution out of here. Kobe White here, 18 points. Lori uh, McCarran. 23 big old points and he shot 58% so very well done there and look at this uh, bench contribution here Garrett Temple 15 points Otto Porter Jr. 13 points I mean this is exactly what you want double digit bench scores they had two of them um, going along with the great 25 of Zach Levine and the good 23 by uh, Lori Macron so very well done by this Bulls team they're nothing great nothing uh, you know they probably won't make the playoffs it's just a solid team they definitely definitely need another other superstar. Um, all right, the Hornets now. Gordon Hayward's having pretty good success, success here. 34 points by him. Led the team very well done. Um, what else do we get? Uh, Terry Rozier, only 10 points. Devontae Graham, 24 points. Very well done. And then Bismack Biombo, 10 rebounds. That's where you want him to be. Three offensive rebounds. Love seeing that. He, and he notched six points, but the very good thing that he did was plus six in the plus minus category. So very well done. Locking it up down low. They lost a game. So the fact that he he played 27 minutes, was still a positive in the plus minus. That's a pretty good defender out there. So love to see that by this Hornets team. LaMelo Ball coming off the bench, 16 minutes and 7 points, but he had 5 turnovers in 16 minutes off the bench. So definitely got to clean that up a little bit. Um, but yeah, this Hornets team trying to get everything figured out. They've got some good pieces. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, Cody Zeller. You know, you still got LaMelo Ball off the bench. And as we said, Bismack Biombo. So this Hornets team is good. They're definitely going to need to, you know, everything is really new to the squad. Obviously, Gordon Hayward coming. I don't think Terry Rozier was on this roster. Um, LaMelo Ball is obviously new so this is very you know newly put together team give them a couple more games give them to you know basically halfway into the season and then we'll start to see if they start making their stride making their push to the playoffs so this is definitely an interesting team to keep in uh, keep in mind and watch throughout the season as it progresses Alrighty, Rockets and the Pistons. Let's uh, go to this game in the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons have really been kind of competitive in all these games, but the second half of games, fourth quarters, they just lose the game, and they get a one-point loss here. So truly unfortunate by this uh, 
Pistons team. We'll start with them. Let's see what Blake Griffin is up to in 28 starting minutes. Seven points. He had 10 rebounds. I'll give him that. Shot Shooting 50% from the three, two of four. But look at this. 25% total. Two of eight from the field. I mean, he's taken a lot of jump shots. They, they he, he just has to get back to the pick and roll. Try to do like what the Nuggets do. The, the Nuggets? Um, No, no, no. Um, The Nuggets and... um. Who's the, the Jazz? The Jazz. Try to do what the Jazz do. Um, Donovan Mitchell with Rudy Gobert. The I mean, that's all they run is pick and roll between those two. So that's what I want to see this Pistons team start doing offensively. Elevate Derrick Rose to the starting position of point guard. Move Blake Griffin, you know, to the four, to the five, whatever you want to play him at. And just run the pick and roll with Blake Griffin and, uh, you know, Derrick Rose. They have the athleticism to do it. We've seen Chris Paul and Blake Griffin work. CP3, uh, Lob City, it's worked. Derrick Rose, we know his career. We know he can be good. Uh, so, and you know, what is it? What does this Pistons team have to lose? They're th they got three wins. They've got no superstar on this team. Blake Griffin's not a superstar anymore, truly, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just floundering in this offense. So switch it up a little bit. Um, Jeremy Grant, they've got decent pieces. They've got decent pieces. Mason Plumley's a decent big. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant, we see him putting up all the points all the time. 21 points. He shot. He didn't shoot well. <laughs> he did not shoot well, but he got to the line 13 times, so that's good. Uh, but he did 26% from the field, 4 four fifteen. Not good there. But 8 rebounds, 21 points, still putting up the points. And Blake Griffin's not doing that. So get that man out of the starting lineup or start switching this offense around a little bit. Uh, Derek Rose for the Pistons, nine points. He didn't shoot well either. A lot of not great performances here in this game, and they still only lost by one, so a little promising there. Alrighty, let's go to the Rockets now. Still no John Wall, unfortunately. Um, I really, really want to see once John Wall gets back into this Houston's uh, starting lineups, and I'm really hoping that they don't trade Victor Oladipo at the, before the trade deadline because I really think they've got some good pieces here. If you got John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon, Demarcus Cousins, PJ Tucker. That's a solid five. That's a solid five pieces there. So, um, you know, still we still got to kind of wait for, obviously, John Wall to get back, get implemented, you know, kind of into the rhythm because he hasn't really played. He ha I don't think he's played with Victor Oladipo yet. Um, as soon as Victor Oladipo came back, uh, John Wall, I think, went out or once Victor Oladipo got there. Um, so Victor Oladipo, 13 points, didn't shoot well. Wow, a lot of not shooting, great shooting performances in this game. 25% by Victor Oladipo. Holy cow, not great. Uh, but Eric Gordon, 20 points, very well done. P.J. Tucker, 15 points on 62% shooting. Uh, Deshaun Tate, 13 points on 62% shooting, so they, they were getting it done. And DeMarcus Cousins just getting big on the boards. 15 rebounds, 7 assists, very well done. He took 6 threes, only hit one of them, so let's calm down on the threes a little bit. Let's start getting to the line a little bit more and not settling for three-pointers. Um, but yeah, this is a decent squad to watch out for. Very interested in this Houston Rockets team. They can finally move forward off the James Harden nonsense now that he's gone. Seems like all these other players are starting to move on here in the Rockets, forgetting about you know the dysfunction the last couple of seasons. 
and uh, they're getting back to some good ball here in Houston. So Houston's get Houston gets the win, 103-102 over the he, uh, the Detroit Pistons. And this is how they won the game. Detroit down one with three seconds left. He drives to the bucket, gets the and one and the ball to go. But, but he did not beat the shot clock. Literally couple half seconds away. We see it right here. Game over. Ball still in hand. So that is game over for the Pistons. And they fall to what? 3-12, and 3-13. and 13. Not, not great there. Alrighty, now let's go to Orlando versus the Pacers. And this was a good game. Very close. <clears throat> Malcolm Brogdon really hit a very, very clutch three to put him up two in overtime that, that basically sealed the win. It wasn't a buzzer beater, but he hits the three and then they play good defense. Orlando can't hit the jumper and, you know, they end up losing the game because of it. So let's start here with the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon, 23 big old points and a huge three-pointer. Six assists to go along with that. Very well done. Devante, or yeah, Devante Sabonis, 18 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, five steals. The man is literally the heart and soul of this Pacers team. He is their superstar. Now, they really only have one big old superstar in Devante Sabonis. They don't have the two. Uh, maybe Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know. Probably not a superstar, but um, some solid players here. Doug McDermott here in the starting lineup, 13 points. Shot three of seven from three. Not terrible. Miles Turner, 22 points, nine rebounds. Love seeing that. Very efficient on the glass or like down low in the paint of nine of 14 shooting. So we can get beyond that. And then he hit three of six from three as well. Whoa, complete game from him having to guard him on the three point land and down low. So that's why he had success in this game. And then look at this Jeremy Lamb off the bench, 22 points, seven rebounds, shot 50%. So solid game from this Pacers team. This is a solid team. Very, very solid team. Watch out for them. They were good last season. Devontae Sabonis didn't play in the bubble. That's kind of why they kind of fell off hard, um, you know, in Orlando. But this season, they're right back to it. Sabonis is healthy, and they're rocking with it. And they even traded away Victor Oladipo, and they still really haven't shown really any signs of taking a step back since they traded him away. So this Pacers team is real good. Keep an eye on them. They're, they're going to be um, playoff contenders, and they'll be a tough out. Alrighty, now the Magic, you know, once again, another good team here in the East. Unfortunately, couldn't get the win. Aaron Gordon, only 17 points, a little light on him. Vucevic, 24 points, 12 rebounds, classic. Vucevic hitting four of nine from three, a great three-point shooting big. Um, Evan Fournier, 26 points, just unfortunately not enough, but he also had nine assists to go along with that, so very well done. Um, really, the only two flounders here was James Ennis. James Ennis, only nine points, a little light of what he does. And then Cole Anthony, only nine points and uh, only two assists to go along with the starting point guard. So not the best there, um, but good contributions here off the bench. Uh, Dwayne Bacon, 16 points, and Terrence Ross, 12 points. So exactly what you want to see. They both shot pretty well, 58% for Bacon and 44% for Terrence Ross. So, um, yeah, like this, like I said, this Magic team is good. Very close game. Went into overtime, two-point game. These are two solid teams in the NBA. Um, you know, they both have, you know, one superstar, role, role players are all good, starters are all good, decently deep too, decently deep, deep teams. So once again, very good teams that will definitely be in the playoffs and will be a tough out if you have to face them. Alrighty, now let's go to the Nets and the Cavs, and the Cavs get the win again in back-to-back -back games over, what, three days? 
Yes, Kevin Durant didn't play, um, but uh, you know you still got DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Jeff Green, Timothy Luawe Cabaret. So you've still got pieces. I don't want to hear about the lack of talent, even though Kevin Durant did not play. And let's start here with the Cavs because this is just a bunch of role players that are really playing real good. This is like this is the new Raptors team. The Cavs are the new Raptors. Um, role players that are performing very, very well on a consistent basis that has that that has them looking real good. Um, here we go, Colin Sexton. He had like, an incredible game the first meeting. Um, huge shots in overtime. Huge shots in double overtime. Really, the the reason why they won the game. So he has a decent performance here again. Twenty five points, nine assists. He shot forty two percent. Didn't shoot great from three. He shot real great from three in their first meeting. Definitely floundered here, but at the end of the day, he still did enough to win. So we give the man a lot of credit. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., 15 points. Andre Drummond, 19 points and 16 rebounds. Holy cow. 16 rebounds, 5 offensive. Y'all know I love the offensive rebounds. Getting second chances. And they had a lot of offensive rebounds. Holy cow. 13? 13 offensive rebounds for this Cavs team. So nobody's playing defense on the Nets. Can somebody start playing some defense there? Yes, you've got the shooters. Yes, you've got the scores. But who's playing defense? So that's something that we are going to have to kind of keep a, keep an eye on as the season progresses. Keep this narrative you know, going of the Nets not playing good defense. They gave up, what, 125 points. They gave up 140-something points. Like, granted, it went in a double overtime. But you're still giving up way too many points. And yes, they've got great scores, but you know to have to put up 125 points every single night, it's going to get to them. Um, already, Jarrett Allen off the bench, and that man had a fantastic game as well. 19 huge points, six rebounds, um, no blocks, no blocks. Interesting. I thought he had at least one, uh, but some big old dunks, dunking on his ex-teammates of the Nets, and being like, "Oh, y'all wanted to get rid of me. Now who's playing defense? Y'all ain't got no defense, and I'm dunking all over the place. Y'all think DeAndre Jordan could stop me? I was better than DeAndre Jordan. I was taking DeAndre Jordan's spot in the bubble." And y'all got rid of me. All right, all right. And then he's definitely having his revenge here these last two games. So we can definitely give it up to him. I mean, the man shot 77%, 7 of 9. Absolutely fantastic. Just getting easy buckets down low. Um, I mean, when you see Andre Jumman, 19.61% shooting. Jared Allen, 19.77% shooting. There is no defense. There is no defense on this Nets team unfortunately, because uh, they got everything else. So let's talk about the Nets now. Here we go. Kyrie Irving, 38 points. Absolutely fantastic. He shot 58%, but look at all these shots. He took 24 shots. Holy cow. Um, the three-point shooting was good. Four of nine. He got to the line six times, hit them all. Five assists. So the man was doing great. I mean, these are great numbers by Kyrie Irving. Like we said, nobody's doubting his talent. It's just his off He's like his quotes, his his statements. He thinks everybody's better than everybody. He thinks he's better than everybody. He thinks everybody's out to get him. Just play basketball, man. And that's not saying that you can't have dialogue in the political sense. Don't take that out of context. I'm just saying, just play basketball. You're good. You're good enough. You don't need to have all this talk. You don't need to back it up. You've already got a ring. You're a champion. Go out and prove it. Be the leader on the floor. That's what I want to see Kyrie Irving really start to do. Be a leader. 
All right, James Harden, 19 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds. This is great by James Harden, and he only took 15, 14 shots. So this was, you know, the big narrative around the Nets. Who's going to be taking the shots? So we see Kyrie Irving's taking the shots. James Harden kind of taking a little bit of a backseat role with the 11 assists and only 14 shots total. He still got a good amount of shots, but, he, you know, he could he could have taken the 24 shots, and the Kyrie Irving still could have taken 24 shots, but James Harden here is passing the ball around a little bit. Uh, so love to see that. DeAndre Jordan, ooh, only nine points and only four rebounds. And we see him a, a minus seven there in the plus minus. So not great defense. Uh, he's great. I'm a big fan of DeAndre Jordan. I was a big Clippers fan when it was Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. So I do still have love for DeAndre Jordan. But, you know, he doesn't, his skills does not translate to wins. And that is a big red flag. You've got to be winning in this league. And unfortunately, DeAndre Jordan is not. And he's too tall and too beefy not to be winning. So something's got to be done with him. Uh, all right, let's go to their bench. Timothy Luawe Cabaret, 11 points. Very good there. No big rebounds, but, you know, he put up the points. That's what we want to see. And Jeff Green, 13 points. He shot 30% from three, 50% from the field. This is a good squad. Unfortunately, the Cavs are looking like they're kryptonite a little bit because this Cavs team, they're scrappy. It, like I said, when you've got role players, they're all going to be scrappy because they all know they're competing for even more. They're competing to all be the guy. They want to get that big contract. They want to go team up with superstars. So that's why you see a lot of, you know, big old role players team like the Raptors, you know, playing real good for the last two seasons. Not really this season. The Cavs are stepping up here. Like to see it. All right. So Nets lose again. And this is fun. <laughs> this is funny. It is funny to see the Nets lose having all these superstars. Uh, so we'll see how this works, because if the Nets keep losing, something's going to give because all these people have a little bit of. Bigger egos than normal. Um, think they're leaders, but aren't really true leaders. Kevin Durant, I don't really see him as a true leader. Kevin Durant, I really don't see as a true leader. James Harden is probably the best leader on that team. And, you know, he's even still a little iffy. Um, all right, let's move on. Here we go. Boston and the 76ers, and this was their game two, you know, back-to-back -back meetings over the last three days, kind of like what we just saw with the Cavs and the Nets. And the 76ers get the win again, and we have to still be talking about Joel Embiid because this man is playing absolutely out of his mind, out of his mind. The man is playing like MVP Giannis. MVP Giannis, this is the level he's playing at. Even better than Giannis's MVP season, maybe. Maybe you can make the argument. Um, 38 points, 11 rebounds. He got to the line 15 times, hit 14. We know Giannis doesn't really have that great free throw percentage, and Joel Embiid is having a great day. And look at this, 73% from the field. From the field, only taking two threes. He hit them both, but he knows his limits. Blake Griffin, take a note out of Joel Embiid's book, please. This is how you play basketball as a huge big, as an unstoppable force, and I absolutely love Joel Embiid. Um, He's so far our MVP, our MVP of the season so far. He's got to be. This man is absolutely absolutely putting in so much work. He's really turning this team around. Doc Rivers, hey, you got to give the man some coaching credit, right? Because he's really turning around the 76ers team. They're number one in the East. They're going to be very high on our power rankings. 
Absolutely love this team. Uh, this was Seth Curry's first game back in a while, and he balled out 15 points. He shot 3 of 5 from 3. Very well done. And that's what this kind of uh, 76ers team needs. They need the outside shooters because we know Ben Simmons can't do that. And we and Joel Embiid is too occupied going beast mode down low to hit the 3, even though he can. So they bring in Danny Green, who didn't have a great game. This is a classic Danny Green game. Uh, he's actually been playing a lot better than I thought he would here in this on this team. But this game was not good. Only five points. One of six from three. Classic Danny Green. <laughs> 28% from the field. Not great. But luckily, Seth Curry was back in the starting lineup because he took over the three-point shooting. As we said, 15 points, three of five from the three. All right, Ben Simmons trying to figure out still where he kind of fits into this offense. 15 points, 11 assists. That's all great. That's great. That's what you want to see from Ben Simmons. We know he can't shoot, so they bring in the shooters. So now he just have to has to be the facilitator. So get the ball to Joel Embiid down low. Get the ball to Seth Curry wide open. Get the ball to Danny Green wide open. Get the ball to Tobias Harris wide open. They've got the shooters. This is, oh, my God. I can go on and on and on about how great the 76ers team is. This is, oh, oof. This is the best team in the East. Hands down by a mile. I don't want to hear about the Bucks anymore. I'm over the Bucks. Uh, the Celtics, they're they're not that great either. They're just good because they got Brad Stevens and they still got two elite players. Um, but uh, this is a stacked starting roster, folks. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Danny Green. That's a stacked roster. Stacked roster. And they've got a decent bench here. Dwight Howard, he's not the best. He's not the best, but he did have 12 rebounds last game and four offensive. So that was a great game by him. Um, we saw him with the Lakers last season. Nothing too great to solid. He had maybe one good game in like one series, and that was really it. So Dwight Howard is maybe... I don't want to say a solid bench player, maybe a step below a solid bench player, but he is having decent success here in, um, you know, Doc Rivers' system. Uh, Shake Milton, and then you still got uh, Matisse, uh, Thibule, and Firkin, Korkmaz. So, I mean, he's got a decent bench. Um... What else do we need to talk about? Um, Tobias Harris. We forgot to talk about him. 23 points in the starting lineup. Eight rebounds. He shot three of three from the three-pointer. 82% overall. Holy cow, he went 10 of 12. So, I mean, this is what I'm talking about. They got the beef down low. They got the facilitator. And they got the great three-point shooter. So, that's exactly what you need in this league. And they got it. Alrighty, now let's talk about the Celtics now. Um, they're not... They're not. They're, this team is a solid team. If everybody's playing, Jalen Brown specifically and Jason Tatum specifically. Jason Tatum hasn't played these last two games, and that's why they that's why they lost because they don't have Jason Tatum. They need that man. They need that man. Um, Jalen Brown did absolutely fantastic, forty-two points, and that's what we get from Jalen Brown. We know when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are on the floor together, they can both go for thirty-five. We know this. This is kind of how they have to win. They need Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to really step it up on a game every game basis so Jalen Brown does what he does even makes up a little bit for uh, Jason Tatum not being in there nine rebounds three assists the man had four offensive rebounds with 42 points he shot 57 percent taking 28 big old shots there putting up 42 points I absolutely love it 
Um, what I don't love is really everything else. I like Marcus Smart, and I like Kemba Walker, but that's really it. I don't like their bigs. The, Daniel Tice is not that great to me. Robert Williams III, he's a bench he's a bench big, nothing great. Uh, Tristan Thompson, once again, really nothing too great. Five rebounds, four points in 26 minutes, not getting to the line. Minus six in the plus minus, not an overall great defender. He's an all right player, but um, yeah, they've got some... They need to start playing Taco Fall a little bit more, in my opinion. That's probably the best big that they have. Let that man play a little bit because Daniel Tice, he's just not working out. He's not translating the wins, which with that's why we play the game, right, to win. So I don't know what's up with the Celtics team. They definitely have taken a big step back from last season in the bubble to this season. They still got a main kind of core with a great coach, so they'll have decent success. They'll probably be, you know, top four in the East, you know, come playoff time. But this isn't a championship-level team, and um, I don't even know if they'll be a tough out. They may be, but uh, um, not a great team here in Boston. Alrighty, so 76ers get the win, 122-110. Alrighty, Heat in the Raptors. Heat without Jimmy Butler still, and um, they all kind of floundered a little bit this game. Not great shooting performances here. Kelly Olynyk only put up two points. We saw, I think he had 15 points in their first, in their you know their first meeting, because uh, you know kind of like the Celtics and the 76ers and the Nets and the Cavs. This uh, Heat Raptors. This is the second game in the last three days um, against the same team. Goran Dragic, only 13 points, a little light on him. Duncan Robinson, only 11 points, a little light on him. We really only The only person that really kind of stepped up to what they do is Kendrick Nunn off the bench with 22 points. So not a great shooting performance here by the Heat, and that's why they lose. They only put up 81 points. You're not going to win if you only put up 81 points. I don't care how good your defense is. It's not, it's not going to be that. You're not going to win. So Bam Adebayo, 14 points, 8 rebounds. That's really it. Nothing too great here by the, by the Heat. They kind of floundered this game. Let's go to the Raptors. Um, who had a good performance here? Norman Powell, 23 points. OG Anubi, 21 points. But Paco Skiakam, still not kind of going back to his 25, 27 points. That kind of what we're used to over the last couple of seasons. Fred Van Vliet, only 13 points. Once again, we're kind of used to him at like 20, 21, 22 points. So still not stepping up, but they kind of skated away with the win here because the, Ra the Heat could not shoot at all. So great defense by the Raptors. That's what we know they do. They're decent offense. They're a little bit better on the defensive end. And a um, bunch of role players all trying to do it. Um, but this Raptors team, they're coming to the end of their dynasty. Their, you know, mini dynasty, their short-lived dynasty from the championship game, from the championship season to last season to this season, slowly starting to fall off. So they need to get a superstar. And, uh, you know, they're not doing a good job at doing that so, so far. Alrighty, let's go to Hawks and the Timberwolves, and I am big on this Hawks team because I love this step that Trey Young has taken. He's really been getting better every single season, and this year he is absolutely going crazy. 43 points on 63% shooting, 66% shooting from 3, 8 of 12, 8 of 12, got to the line 7 times, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. 
rebounds. He did have seven turnovers, which is not great, but I'll excuse it with the 43-point performance that he had. And if you want to talk about great performances, can we talk about Clint Capella? He had a triple-double. He had a triple-double, but had zero assists. How do you have a triple-double with zero assists? Well, you have 13 points, you have nine rebounds, and then you have 10 big all blocks. Absolutely great. This was the probably the best pickup. This was the best pickup in the offseason. Clint Capella to the Hawks. Absolutely fantastic. You've got great Trey Young. You've got a great big. They're performing absolutely fantastic together, and they've got some solid wins. What's their official record? Let me look this up real quick. Uh, eight and seven. They're number six currently in the East, but watch out for this team. I'm big, big, big into this team. We were big onto the heat last season before all of the hype. We kind of called the hype on it. Um, I, I don't want to say we were the first ones to call it, but we may have been the first ones to call it. Um, so I'm real big on this Hawks team. We're going to be watching them very closely as the season progresses. Um, very, very well done here. All right, let's talk about their bench really quickly. Some solid contributions here. 10 points by Danilo Gallinari, uh, 13, or 15 points by Cam Reddish, 9 points by Rondo. So very, very good contributions here from the bench. You got the superstar. You got the big, big. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a good team to watch. Um, now, they went against the Timberwolves, who are very, very not good. They got one good player, D'Angelo Russell. I don't know what's going on with uh, Carl Anthony Towns. He must be injured. Um, actually, let's actually look that up because I haven't actually looked into it. I just know that he hasn't been playing. Um, so let's see what's up with that. Now, if Carl Anthony Towns comes back, will he be good? Um, will, will, will the Timberwolves be good? they'll be an all right team. They probably won't win because they haven't been winning, you know, anyway. So, all right. What's going on with Carl Anthony Towns? I'm not seeing anything about this man. Health, top priority. Um, oh, he tests positive for COVID-19. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Because he's been losing a lot of people. It's really a tragic story about him. So, let's not um, bash the Timberwolves any more than they need to be. They're going through a rough patch there with Carl Anthony Towns with the COVID and his whole situation. So, I definitely forgot about that. Um, all right. So, let's not clown these this team anymore. Um, uh, so here we go. I mean, look at the starting lineup, folks. I mean, it's not great. D'Angelo Russell, nine points. Malak Beasley, 17 points. Naz Reed, 13 points. Jared Vanderbilt, 10 points. I mean, they don't have the superstar. They don't have the superstar. And these aren't a bunch of role players that play very good consistently on a consistent basis, like the Raptors, like the, um, like the Cavs do. So this is why they've got, what, three wins this season? So the Hawks get a big old win here, 18-point win, 116-98 over the Timberwolves. All righty, here we go. Mavericks, Spurs, good game here by the Mavs getting back on track. What are they at, Three, two, three-game winning streak here? Went through a little bit of a rough, rough patch. Yeah, two-game winning streak. So very well done by the Mavs beating the Spurs. Spurs are kind of sliding a little bit with two straight losses. Uh, Luka Doncic, very, very good back. Back to what he does. 36 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 assist or one rebound shy of a triple-double. Shot decent, 46%. And when you're taking 28 you know, shots, 46% is not bad. 4 of 12 from the 3, so once again, not bad. 6 of 6 from the line, that's what we want to see. 
Um, Kristaps Porzingis, 21 points, 8 rebounds, being a good big. He's stretching the floor, 3 of 5 from the 3, 7 of 14 overall. So stretching the floor down low and making, you know, nice threes. Tim Hardaway Jr., 21 points. What did he have? He shot very well, 66%. 2 of 6 from 3, not terrible. So they've got a great starting roster. Their bench is okay. Trey Burke, you know, leading scorer there off the bench with 13 points. Wes Uwandu, you know, comes up, you know, pretty good. He'll have a solid, you know, 10-point game every now and then. Only two points this game, but they get the win, and they got, you know, they got the super, they got two superstars, and they've got a not a great bench, but they got a decent bench. And, you know, that's kind of what they, you know, the problem that they kind of ran to into the playoffs, you know, last season, just not being, you know, deep enough and not having that really third consistent playmaker. And then Chris Porzingis wasn't even playing half that series either. So, um, yeah, they're getting back on track. They had a, they were kind of floundering a little bit earlier this season. They've got two straight wins, so let's see if they can keep this rolling, if they're the real deal, or if they're pretenders again. Alrighty, let's talk about the Spurs. DeJounte Murray goes out quickly in the first quarter uh, with an ankle injury, so we'll keep an eye on him to see if he's good, how many games he'll miss. But, you know, he's a big piece of the Spurs team. Good score, great, you know, on-floor facilitator, great assister, great passer. Uh, so, you know, you know, losing him in the first quarter, you know, you're already off, you know, you're behind the curve a little bit. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, 26 points. DeMar DeRozan, 29 points. That's what we want to see from, you know, the their superstars because they got great superstars. You got Rudy Gay coming off the bench. Great, um, you know, they, they this is a solid team. The Spurs team is a solid team. Great coaching. They got the superstars, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, they got the bench. Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, Joke, Jacob Podol. These are good names. Solid, solid pieces here. Um, unfortunately, they're skidding a little bit. Two straight losses. Uh, Patty Mills, 13 points off the bench. Rudy Gay, 16 points off the bench. Very, very well done. It's just they lost to Jonte Murray. You know, if they have Jonte Murray play, they only lose by five. It was kind of a tie game with like a minute left. It was just Luca went very well. He had the, uh, he had a, uh, what, what, what do my notes say? <clears throat> um, they were up, the Mavs were up one with 50 seconds left. They score and the assist three to close out the game. That's what was in my notes. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, you know, big, big, uh, big bucket to put him up by three. They get a nice stop on defense. He kicks it out to the three. Um, they hit the three, and now the game's over at that point. So they shut it down. Very well done. They played well with a minute left in the fourth quarter, and that's why they win. But uh, you know, this was a close game. This was one of our picks yesterday on the show. We had the Spurs plus two and a half. They lose by five, unfortunately. Close game tie game with a minute left in the fourth quarter and we still stand by the bat DeJounte Murray plays the entire game we probably win so we still stand by behind that bat um alrighty nah, yeah nah, nuggets yeah <laughs> nuggets in the suns here goes into overtime nuggets get the win 130 to 126 unfortunately Devin Booker kind of exits late in the double overtime period so you know you can kind of you know play that into why the Suns ended up losing down the stretch so we'll start here with the Suns absolutely big on the Suns team as well wherever Chris Paul goes they instantly have success he was working with a bunch of role players in the Thunder last season got to the second round of the playoffs and now he's got some actual good pieces here they got a superstar Devin Booker I'll give it to him they got maybe even a second superstar in DeAndre Ayton so Chris Paul with some two great players and the starting lineup this team's going to be even better than the Thunder just give it maybe a little time a little time not too much time because they don't need all that time they're already good right now but give them a little bit more time and they'll be very 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 good instead of just very 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 good 
Um, all right, so DeAndre Ayton, 27 points, 13 rebounds. He had six offensive rebounds. I love this man. He was one of my favorite bigs in the league. Gets it done. Um, I'm not a big fan of his three-point game. We'll have to keep an eye on that as the season progresses. We see only one of, you know, of one here. Um, you know, when we see, you know, Jokic and, you know, some other bigs, uh, Joel Embiid, so... Well, but, you know, he gets it done without hitting the three, so we can get behind that as well. Um, Devin Booker, 31 huge points, five assists, five rebounds, three of nine from the three, 11 of 21 overall from the field, 52%. So, he, yeah, I mean, this is a great player. I love watching Devin Booker play. Did you see him in the bubble? That's really when he came alive, and he's definitely carrying it over this season. So, really love everything about the Suns team. Like I said, unfortunately, he kind of got banged up a little bit in the double overtime period, and that's kind of why the Suns ended up losing this game. Um, alrighty, Frank Kaminsky gets into the game a little bit. Love to see that. Eight points off the bench, four rebounds. He only played 15 minutes, but he had a pretty good, uh, you know, night off the bench. So, love to see him, you know, getting more minutes. Cameron Payne floundered a little bit. No points in 16 minutes. We usually see a little bit more from him. Jay Crowder off the bench, eight points. Nothing too great there. So, um, solid team by the Suns. Absolutely love them. We'll uh, be talking about them highly throughout the season. All right, now let's go to the Nuggets. They get the win, and I mean, Jokic is an absolute machine. Jamal Murray's an absolute machine, and um, you know they are definitely picking up on where they left off. Uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s first game back here, not in the starting lineup, giving you know getting him reacclimated into the offense, back to the condition level. Only 19 minutes, as we see. I'm sure he's on minutes restrictions. Uh, seven points off the bench. Um, which is not great, but you know, it's his first game back. So give him a, give him a minute folks. Give him a minute. Um, Jamal Murray, 18 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Like what we see from him. He shot decent 42%. So not bad. Um, Jokic, 31 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists. He's great, folks. He is super, super great. Um, Paul Millsap, 12 points in the starting lineup. And Will Barton, 17 points in the starting lineup as well. So, like we saw last season, this is a solid team. They're carrying over exactly what they did from last season to this season. I don't know if it's a championship-level team. This is a very good team. They'll win the first round of the playoffs. They'll have an interesting second round. If they get to the conference finals, do I think they win it? Probably not. And if they get to the, you know, if they get to the uh, finals, they I don't see them winning. But this is definitely a solid team. They're a tough out. Um, you know, we saw their kind of battle battle against the Jazz head to head in the playoffs. They uh, won in seven, I believe. So yeah, um, good team here. Good team. Uh, and the Nuggets get the win, one thirty, one twenty six in double overtime. <clears throat> Alrighty, let's go to Clippers and the Thunder and the Thunder. Um, are they ever going to be rebuilding? Are they ever going to have their draft picks play out? Are they playing the long game? Because I see a lot of bench or role players here. Not even that great of role players. Shea Gillis-Alexander is a good role player. George Hill is a good role player. Isaiah Roby, Darius Baisley. Lugan Stort is a good bench or role player too. I do... Uh, uh, like him so I mean they don't really got any good pieces they don't got a good bench at all really <laughs> Mike Mascala um, Hamido Diallo I mean no nothing great this team they've got no superstars so you can ca cancel them from being competitive so 
Uh, we'll start here with the Thunder. I mean, Shea Gillis Alexander needs to get off the squad. I mean, 30 points, 8 assists. He shot 55%. Lugan Stortz needs to get off the squad, 19 points. He shot 53%. I mean, did you see what Chris Paul, how Chris Paul elevated this team? I mean, Shea Gillis Alexander and Lugan Stortz were huge reasons why, because they were so good. And then you had the facilitator of Chris Paul on the floor as well. So that's why the Thunder were good the last season. Now that Chris Paul is not there, they don't have that superstar, that on-floor general, and they're floundering big. Um, all right, let's. We don't even really need to talk about the Thunder anymore, folks. Truly. Uh, so let's go to the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard back to doing Kawhi Leonard things. Thirty-one points, eight rebounds, shooting forty-seven percent. Classic. Um, Sergi Baca, seventeen points. Love it. I love seeing this man have success on this Clippers team. We saw him with the Raptors last season. He was probably the best player on the Raptors, the most consistent player on the Raptors in the bubble. And now he's here with the Clippers, and they needed a big since they lost Mantras Harrell. Uh, um, they get Sergi Baca. They elevate him into the starting lineup, and he's never and he hasn't been looking back. So love that this man's having success. Great, great fit for him. Great system, and he's making the most out of it. Uh, Paul George, I mean, he's having a heck of a season as well. Uh, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. He shot 52%. Very well done. Patrick Beverly, only one big old point here, but he had 8 rebounds. Two assists. He played 29 minutes, so a little interesting that he only had one point. But when you got Kevin, when you got Kawhi Leonard, when you got Paul George, you, the, you don't need to score. You just need to be the facilitator, and that's what Patrick Beverly was trying to do here. Only two assists, so not great. But hey, you got the job done, and you're going against the Thunder, so you don't need to be on your A game. Alrighty, let's check out their bench. No bench player in double figures, but they had some decent contributors anyway. Uh, Zubak, 8 points, 6 rebounds. Marcus Morris, 7 points, 4 rebounds. Lou Williams, 9 points, 8 assists. So, good contribution there from the bench. When you got Kawhi Leonard dropping 30, Paul George dropping 30. Just got to, you know, sprinkle in 8, 9, 7 here and there, and that's what they did. So, Clippers, they're back to form. They're on a 6-game winning streak, folks. I mean, they're... They're taking all that slander, all that hate that, I mean, everybody was clowning them last season when they lost, what, second round? Couldn't even get to the Western Conference Finals, so everybody was clowning them at that point, and they took that personally. The Michael Jordan gif, they, and I took that personally. And they're on a six-game winning streak here, trying to be the best team in the West, and uh, they're looking pretty good, folks, looking pretty good. Alrighty, and then the last game to go over. I'm a little disappointed that the Knicks lost. I'm not going to lie. How do you lose to the Kings? The Kings! Not great. Uh, so let's start here with the Knicks. Um, Reggie Bullock, no points. Woof, not great. Julius Randle, 26 points, 15 rebounds. Love to see that. RJ Barrett, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 of 17 shooting. Can get behind that. Uh, but we're back to Nerland's Null not doing anything. Remember that great game he had last game? Unfortunate. Um, what else? Who else didn't step up here? Uh, Mitchell Robinson, their center, 12 points, 10 rebounds. I'll give him that. Five offensive rebounds. Truly, I'll give him that. Good, uh, good game there. Uh, it's just Alfred Payton not putting, uh, only putting up seven points. Reggie Bullock putting up no points. Nerlens Noel, no points. Um, off the bench, only 19 minutes. But he did have seven, seven rebounds, so not bad. 
Um, but yeah, just no big, um, you know, as we said, this is a young Knicks team, a lot of role players, maybe emerging superstars. You can call RJ Barrett and Julius Randle, maybe emerging superstars, but for right now, they're kind of role players. Um, and you know, young role player team, they need to, uh, all have, you know, at least 15 points in the starting lineup. And we see, you know, three players not living up to that. So no surprise why they lost. Gotta be putting up the points here. Um, let's go to the Kings now. Why did they win? Who was going off with them? De'Aaron Fox, love his play. Um, 22 points, 7 assists. Um, and De'Aaron Fox can be like Trey Young, folks. I truly think so. The only difference between the really two is Trey Young has just taken off more. He's he's made that extra step where we haven't really seen De'Aaron Fox make the, that next step. Still a great player. Um, definitely, uh, definitely can be on Trey Young's level, I think. So keep an eye on him throughout the season. Does he end up taking that next step this season? Is he going to wait another season? We'll see how it goes. But I mean, a solid game here by him. 22 points, seven assists, three rebounds. Didn't shoot very well, 35% overall, but he did shoot 42% from the three. So I can give him that. Uh, Buddy healed 11 points, six rebounds. Um, Raquan Holmes, 10 points, 14 rebounds. Marvin Bagley, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Harrison Barnes, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. So, I mean, really all their starters were really getting it done. And then they had a nice contribution here off the bench by uh, Tyrese Halliburton with 16 points and Corey Joseph with 8 points. So, we see the starters here of the Kings doing better than the starters there of the Knicks. Two big role player teams here, and the Kings out role played the Knicks. So, yeah, that was the NBA uh, from last night. Let's check out what we got today do, cause, because we do have a couple of games here today. The Nets are back in action. Look at that against the Heat. They should be able to win this game. I don't think Jimmy Butler is back yet uh, through the COVID you know, health and safety protocols. So he's probably not going to still be on the floor. Kevin Durant, we'll see if he plays. Um, so that, that one's going to be a good one to watch. Um, no nationally televised games, all on NBA TV or League Pass. Um, all right, let's see if we like anything for our money maker today. See if we can get some good value here. Heat, oh, nope, nope. This was yesterday. Got to refresh it. Let's refresh this site. Get the lines up today. Get the right lines. Get the right matchups. And here we go. All righty. Pelicans, Timberwolves. Timberwolves are plus eight. Pelicans minus eight. Um, I like the Pelicans, I do, but I'm not going to trust them with eight points on the road. Young team trying to get, you know, trying to get to that, you know, elite status, that next step status. Young squad all have to take that next step. So until they start doing that on a consistent basis, we're gonna stay away from them. I understand that the Timberwolves are in a back-to-back -back and they're the worst team in the league, but um, not gonna swallow the eight there. 76ers in the Pistons. All right, 76ers minus seven. That is appealing, but they're in a back-to-back, -back, and I'm going to stay away from back-to-backs. They usually bite you in the bite, especially that second game in a back-to-back, -back. so we're going to stay away from it. Um, uh, Pistons could pull off the upset. They, I mean, I don't think they will, but the seven there, that's a lot to swallow. Uh, Heat Nets in the Heat are plus seven. Once again, back-to-back -back for both of these teams. Nets, they probably, Kevin Durant probably plays maybe uh, Kyrie Irving or James Harden rests. I don't know. Um, until I get the starting lineup, you know, and that's, you know, the hard part about betting basketball and, you know, doing the moneymaker, you know, early. A lot of game time decisions. You really don't know till like 5 o'clock, an hour before tip-off. So, 
Um, not gonna stay away. Well, we'll stay away from this one. Maybe there's maybe the Nets minus seven is good value if all three of them are playing: Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. But until they get a win, I'm not gonna trust them to begin with. So let's see a win first, and then we'll swallow the seven. So we're gonna stay away from that one. Lakers, Bulls, Lakers minus nine and a half. This may be the best value that we've seen so far. Bulls on a back-to-back. Lakers, you know, didn't play. They're rested, ready to go. So let's keep this one in mind. Lakers minus nine and a half. Um, Warriors, Jazz, Warriors plus seven. Ooh, ooh, interesting, interesting. Um, that's looking a little appetizing. Jazz. They're looking real good, the Warriors. Um, I do like them, and I think they are a real good team. But their second, their loss in that second back-to-back the other night, little threw me off a little bit. So I think we gotta watch the Warriors for one more time till we, uh, till we take this seven. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe that seven is looking good. Uh, we'll come back to it. Let's see these last two lines, see if there's any good value here. Rockets, Mavericks, Mavericks minus nine and a half. Rockets plus nine and a half is a little appealing, but like I said, until John Wall gets back there, we're going to kind of stay away from betting the Houston Rockets. I want to see them at their maximum potential, and then we'll go from there. And then the Nuggets and the Suns. Suns plus two and a half. Both teams on a back-to-back. And Devin Booker could be questionable because he didn't finish the game in overtime yesterday. So, like I said, until we know his status, we can't bet the Suns because they really need all their squad. I mean, they need Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre. And they really need all those players in the starting lineup if they want to have a chance to win. So, let's stay away from this one. And so, we're going to settle on Lakers minus nine and a half. And I think we're going to take the Warriors plus seven, too. So, this is going to be our uh, two-team Moneymaker today, Lakers minus nine and a half. Let's swallow those points. Let's take these points with the Warriors here. Um, alrighty, so those that's um that's the NBA. That's our moneymaker. So let's go into our first ever or first of the season NBA power rankings. First of the season. Most of these teams are what? 15, 18 games in. The Clippers played 16. Jazz have played 15. Suns are at 14. Uh, so, yeah, solid 14, 15 games into the season. Who's got the most games played? Looks like 16. Looking like 16. All right. So, 16 games into the NBA season. I think we've got a decent kind of ground floor work here of who are the top 10 teams in the NBA. So, here we go. Our first unveiling. Clean slate here. We can do whatever we want, folks. We can do whatever we want. We got a blank canvas. But this is how I feel things should be ranked, uh, you know, 16 games into the season. So, here we go. Starting at 10, we'll go all the way up to number number 1. All right, so the number 10 team here, we're going to have the Boston Celtics. All right, they got a great head coach. They got some decent weapons, obviously. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, very, very, these are superstars, folks. They can get you 35 a game, which is what you need. Now, they don't have a great big. I don't like any of their bigs. Tristan Thompson's probably their best big, in my opinion. I hate Daniel Tice. I hate that man. And Robert Williams, he's had his opportunities in the starting lineup multiple times last season in the bubble. He may have even had some starting lineup experience this season. And it's just nothing great. It's nothing great. So, uh, with all that being said, Celtics at 10. And when they don't have Jason Tatum, this team is not good at all. They like I would not expect them to win games if they don't have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the starting lineup. Now, I do like Marcus Smart. Great kind of role. I don't even want to say he's a solid third 
Solid even fourth, maybe, if you want to put him under Kemba Walker. But he's a solid four on that team, a solid three on that team. Kemba Walker getting back from that injury. Once again, a solid three on that team, a solid four on that team, or however you want to rank, uh, um, you know, Marcus Martin. Kemba Walker, because we're obviously having Jason Tatum, Kemba, or Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, one and two. Um, so Celtics at ten, solid squad, good coach, uh, but a little lacking in the big department. Alrighty, number nine, and we'll probably get a lot of slack on this one, but they haven't won a game yet, folks. So without you know, with everybody in it, so we're gonna put the Nets at number nine. They've got the stars, folks. That's they've got the pieces, but we need to see the chemistry start to work out a little bit more, more cohesiveness. Once they start winning games, then it's really gonna come along. Like once they get their first win, that's really when the floodgates are gonna open. Kind of like in soccer and hockey. Once you get that first goal, you're good to go for the rest of the game. So once the Nets get the first win, they'll be good to go. I'm sure next week because we're going to do this once a week on Fridays this is going to be our Friday segment when we update our power ranking so next Friday I know we're doing it on a Saturday I told y'all already we missed it yesterday uh, so once next Friday comes along and once they get that first win I mean this Nets team could definitely be moving up a little bit so we're going to leave them here at nine they've got the talent we need to see the wins first and until they do that we got to keep them at nine Alrighty, number eight we're going to put the box and I get why they should be higher but uh, they're bigs. There's nobody real clutch. I do want to give props to Chris Middleton because he's really been consistent here. I know I started to clown him a little bit. Um, I was kind of on him heavy in the bubble season, but he's really been kind of very good in the bubble. He's really consistent here to start the season. So Chris Middleton, we kind of accept him into a superstar role a little bit. He's really kind of earned it. Yes, Giannis is great. He's having trouble at the free throw line. He can't hit threes. That's their biggest problem here in Milwaukee. Nobody can consistently hit threes and be that kind of clutch three-point scorer because they need it. I mean, they've got good size down low. Nobody's doubting that. They got Giannis, but Giannis can't hit the three, so he's just eating down low. Unlike, you know... Um, Joel Embiid, he can hit the three. And he has, you know, a multifaceted game. So the Bucks, they're not going to win a championship, unfortunately. Giannis is good, but, you know, going down in the paint for the entire season, it wears on you. He wears down, and they don't have that three-point shooter to stretch the floor. So we've seen the Bucks second-round exit, not getting to the finals. I think they've reached their ceiling on what their roster is right now. Now, if they go and get that three-point shooter, then yes, we can look at this Bucks team as a little bit more of contenders. But with just Giannis and Chris Middleton, they're just number eight, folks. Just number eight. Alrighty, number seven. I'm going Warriors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Curry's back, baby. He's getting back to his rhythm. Wiseman's really starting to step up a little bit. Deon, um, Draymond Green is back. He's a huge piece. And they still got a great coach in Steve Kerr. And they got great pieces. Andrew Wiggins is stepping up as well. So, love this Warriors team. They can click it on. The three-pointer fall. Kelly Oubre Jr. They've got the bigs. They got the shooters. They got the squad. And they got championship-level mentality. Coaching. Curry. They've got Got it all, Draymond Green. So, um, love this Warriors team. Um, they've started to get online a little bit. Very interested to see, you know, what they do today in this game since they're coming off a loss. Like to see them get back on track with the win. But this is a good team. And if you got Steph Curry, you're going to be one of the top teams in the league because he's still hitting threes. This is not a fluke. That wasn't a four-year fluke of him hitting threes. It wasn't a five-year fluke of him hitting threes from midcourt and a step in from midcourt and two steps in from midcourt. The man is the best shooter of all time, folks, and we give the man respect. 
Um, so number seven for the Warriors. Um, number six, and this one might be a little high for this team, but um, we're going to go the Atlanta Hawks and I, because I really love the Clint Capella pickup, and I'm telling y'all, Trey Young has taken that next step, and, you know, he can just keep going and going and going. This man is like Steph Curry, bruh. He can hit the threes from, you know, three, you know, three steps behind the three-point line, two steps behind the three-point line, so he can hit from anywhere, and then they got the big down low in Clint Capella. It's really all I need to see is Trey Young and Clint Capella. It's kind of like Murray and Jokic. It's like Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. It's um, Trey Young and Clint Capella. And since they've got those two bigs or those two big names, this is a good squad. We see Trey Young putting up 42 points, 35 points. Clint Capella having a triple double with 10 big old blocks. I mean, folks, solid squad. And Trey Young. Um, you know, if we have to start moving the Hawks down a little bit, that's fine. But for right now, I'm going to I'm gonna put them very high just because of that step Trey Young has taken. It's really impressed me. So we give the team a lot of credit. We give that man a lot of credit. So if we have to move them down, we will. But we're going to honor them with the number six right out of the gate. Alrighty, number five, and we're going to go the Phoenix Suns. I mean, folks, Chris Paul elevates every team he's on. They got the big down low, DeAndre Ayton. They got uh, Devin Booker, who just really came alive in the bubble and is carrying it over this season. So, Suns, they're getting better. They're good right now, I would say. Chris Paul is getting uh, – literally everybody's getting it done on this squad. So, I absolutely love it. And the fact that, you know, Chris Paul is just elevating all these teams that he's on, I mean, that's a huge plus. I mean, you got – you got the veteran and Chris Paul, the floor general. You got the big down low and you got the shooter. What more do you need? That's it. The, those check all the boxes. So, Suns at number five. I really am very impressed with this team. Um, alrighty. Let's go to number four. And I may be putting this team a little bit higher than they should be. But um, the Jazz. We're going to put the Jazz at four. Donovan Mitchell, he's very, very good. Um... Rudy Gobert, I mean, they hit the pick and roll whenever they want, folks, truly. And then they got the sixth man of the year on their bench in Jordan Clarkson. So that's why the Jazz are at number four. You got Murray, who's very good on a nightly basis. You get Rudy Gobert, who is a solid defender, solid defender. Nothing great, but he's not bad. Um, he's he's all over the boards. He's a glass cleaner. He's not going to go get you, you know, the 25, 30 points like um, Jokic can, you know, in that kind of similar dynamic between Jamal Murray and Jokic. But I think this dynamic is better because um, Donovan Mitchell, I, in my opinion, is a more consistent kind of scorer than Jamal Murray is. And, um, you know, so they don't have to kind of make up the points in that aspect. So Jazz at number four. Love Jordan Clarkson. He's going to get you 19 off the bench mostly every game. He's going to be the floor facilitator. So, you, you know, when um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are out. You know, the second squad, the B team that comes in, they're not going to lose the work, lose the lead that, you know, the starters put in. So, Jazz F4, because they got the sixth man of the year. Donovan Mitchell's real good. Rudy Gobert, pick and roll. They cannot stop that man. So, Jazz at number four. Alrighty, number three is going to be the 76ers. I love this team. They may be one of the deepest starting rosters, folks, truly. Um,. Ben Simmons, he's just kind of being a facilitator a little bit. Um, they got the three-point shooters in Seth Curry. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Danny Green, 
little, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Danny Green fan. I do clown the man a lot. But, you know, when he's on, he's good. He can get you, you know, he can stretch the floor, and that's what you want. You do kind of have to respect the threes in some games. Other games not, like the game from last night of one of six. You can't, uh, you don't have to respect it then. But when he's hitting, you know, 55%, 62% from three, this is a dangerous team. Um, they're also a dangerous team when they're not because Steph Curry just came back in the lineup, or Seth Curry just came back in the lineup. So he kind of takes over for Danny Green a little bit. And then you've got the MVP. You've got the MVP, Joel Embiid, folks. Down low, he, he cannot be stopped. The three, the down low in the paint. He's better than Giannis. Do we say that? Do we say that Joel Embiid is better than Giannis? I think you can make the argument, folks. I think you can make the argument. So, 76 is real good. Doc Rivers, I'm not the big fan of him coaching. He hasn't really shown success. Yes, with the Celtics, I get it. But he worked with the Clippers, with Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin in that huge era. Couldn't really get it done. We just saw the Clippers last season flounder, fold in the playoffs. So he's got the 76ers working out well because no coach has been able to do that so far. So Doc Rivers kind of back to maybe his Celtics coaching form a little bit. Fantastic. Some younger players he can kind of mold better than, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You can't really mold them. Um, but yeah, th th this is a great starting lineup for the 76ers. I'm forgetting their um, their fifth piece, and it's a good one. Uh, Harris, Tobias Harris. I mean, he can hit the three as well. So very great starting lineup. I'm huge, huge, hugely big on the 76ers team. So we get them at number three. Alrighty, number two is going to be the Clippers. I mean, we still got to respect Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul George is having a real good season this far. Yes, it's regular season. That's when he thrives. But, hey, I mean, we're we're talking about only 16 games in. This is why we're doing the power rankings here. So Clippers at number two. They've got, they're deep. They've got great bench pieces. They've got great starters. They've got great defense, great shooters. I mean, they really have everything. Do they have a great big? They got a decent big. Um, I'm actually forgetting the big real quick. <laughs> Let's go back. Um... Yeah, Serge Ibaka. Oh, I love Serge Ibaka. I just kind of <laughs> I was talking big on him when we were going over this game earlier. But yeah, Serge Ibaka is fantastic. He can hit the three. We saw him with the Raptors last season. Absolutely magnificent. He was be the best player on the Raptors last season. And now he's here with the Clippers. So love that that man's having success. He's great. Great defender. Great big down low. He can hit the three. He's, he can do it all. So nobody's doubting the talent on the Clippers. Yes, they got, you know, clowned for the playoffs, you know, last season. That's understandable. But, you know, this is a new season, so we kind of we put it off in our mind a little bit, a little bit. Um, but uh, Clippers at two. And then number one team is the Lakers, folks. I mean, this team literally could just run LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Dennis Schroeder. And I would still say this is the best team. If you're playing 3v5 with the Lakers, I would still take Lakers, even though you have a two-man advantage on your roster. I'm still taking the Lakers three of LeBron, AD, and Dennis Schroeder. That's it. That's all I need to see. That's it. That's the reason why they're number one. You got LeBron James, fantastic, can do anything. Anthony Davis, great down low. He can he can stretch the floor with the three if he wants, but that's what you got Dennis Schroeder for, to stretch the floor with the three, and that's LeBron. That's all he's been asking for in his entire career. Can somebody just hit a damn three? Because I'm driving and kicking out to wide open trash players. I had to work with Danny Green last season, and I made it work. I carried him to a championship, and I appreciate you know his one of six shooting on most nights, but at the end of the day, he can go because Dennis Schroeder is a better three 
three-point shooter. So, oh, and Frank Vogel, great coach. Who knew this man could coach, right? He didn't have really too much success before he got to the Lakers. But, you know, you just put a competent coach with LeBron James, it's going to work itself out. So, Lakers are still the best team in the league. Defending champions, when you got LeBron, when you got Le uh, Anthony Davis, that's the best tandem in the league. That's the best tandem in the league. Now, if we're talking trios, the Nets maybe have it, but they don't have a true leader. So, Lakers at number one. Alrighty, so this is our first power rankings of the season, folks. Celtics 10, Nets 9, Bucks 8, Warriors 7, Hawks 6, Suns 5, Jazz 4, 76ers 3, Clippers 2, and the Lakers are the number one team. So we will be updating this every Friday live on the show. Um, alrighty, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Really heavy on basketball today. I like it. Um, we're back tomorrow, live noon Eastern. Football, folks. Football. We may not even talk about the NBA games tomorrow. There's just so much to talk about for the N or for the NFL. We try to, you know, squeeze it all in throughout the week, and I think we did a pretty good job. So now, you know, we got a real good base work. Um, really, the entire house is done of <laughs> the coverage that we needed to do for the NFL tomorrow. So we're just gonna go final thoughts, best bets. Um, uh, maybe some last minute film study if we need it. So coming back at you live noon Eastern tomorrow, going to break down the championship games because we're talking about winners goes to the Super Bowl, folks. It's big. So we're back tomorrow live noon Eastern. Uh, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching and we'll see you tomorrow. Folks.